Here we go. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling, too. Oh, it's so good to laugh again. I oh God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Oh, no headphones. Oh, my God. What do I even sound like? You sound like this. <clears throat> Whoa. That seems really loud. Whoa, I turned up the headphones too loud. Oh, hi, Bryce. Oh, you know, you would think I would have all that prepared before we hit the record button, but uh, no. here we are. I like, uh, I like just sort of the organic, shaky start to every podcast. Yeah, man. It's like we just show up and we just start gabbing. Just real. This yeah. is authentic, man. <laughs> Me fumbling with buttons. <sighs> we got a golf tournament we're playing in tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Jays Care Charity Golf Tournament. <laughs> Not a big deal. I take part in charity golf tournaments. All the time. It's what you, I mean, it's the one thing you're passionate about in your life. Actually, we played in it last year, and it was actually a really good time. It, yeah. And so I haven't swung a golf club since we played in it last year. I love, I used to love golfing. I used to golf all the time, but it turns out it's quite an expensive hobby, so it kind of fell off my radar touch. And so we played in this tournament last year. I have not swung a club since. So yesterday... In advance of this tournament appearance, I felt the need to, I don't know, shake off the rust. So let me guess. You went to a driving range. Uh-huh. You were just banging out balls to the point that the airport called and said, whoa, <laughs> rein it in a bit, pal. That's how I thought walking in. I was like, you know what? I'm probably, it's like riding a bike. I'll yeah. pick up where <laughs> I was not hitting the ball very well. No. And it was unfortunate because the range I went to doesn't have a lot of stalls and it was really busy. In the middle of the afternoon on a Monday, which made me furious to begin with, probably yeah. threw me off immediately. Those are those hours are reserved for morning show hosts. Yeah, no one else should be and milkmen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just that's it. That's it. Milkmen and morning show radio announcers. That's it. Yeah. I don't want to appear selfish, but it should be all mine. Uh, but that was not the case. And where so, are all these Monday afternoon people coming from? Where are they? Yeah. Well, I guess it is summer. Man, it's frustrating. Mm. Uh, but I get there, and yeah, the place is full. And like one of the only mats available is one of the ones right at the front where everyone has to walk in. Oh, yeah. And so you're right on display. Everyone walking in or out has to walk past you. And you just have this added pressure of just hitting laser beams out there. And were you hitting laser beams? Few and far between. Yeah. I mean, I hit a couple. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm making it up, but I heard gasps. Oh, really? <laughs> <gasps> wow. How's that guy not pro? Some guy comes out of the clubhouse and gives you your your PGA card. You make the tour yeah. at a driving range in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. They just put one of those green jackets right on me. Yeah. But no, instead I was just sculling the ball and huge slice here, huge hook there. I was just, uh, I was all over the map and not feeling great about myself going in. Have you ever been to Top Golf? I have, yeah. I went to the one in Las Vegas. Oh, I'd love to try it. I've never done it before. It's pretty cool. It's like three or four stories of driving range and you have targets and it somehow tr- tracks your ball flight and like where it lands and where it goes. It's oh, very high tech. 
And they serve you booze. And they have servers coming around with food and drink. I like that idea. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, because if there's one thing I know about my game, it gets better the more I drink. Well, that's the thing about golf. Um, It is maybe one of the finest hot dog opportunities you'll ever get. It's always such an urgent hot dog, though. Like, it's it like you, if you buy that hot dog between nine and 10, like the ninth hole and the 10th hole, and you're trying to stay on track, like you need to stay, you need to keep moving. It's not enough time to enjoy that. It's like I'm panic eating a hot dog. It is. Yeah. It is. It's a, it's a hustle dog. Is yeah. what that is. They should call it the hustle dog. It really is. Cause yeah, you're right. You don't have, cause you get that hot dog, you get all your condiments on there and then all of a sudden you have to tee off on the 10th one. You're like, oh, what yeah. do I do with it? Now you got mustard all over your golf glove. Yeah. That's all you can smell. You Ooh. smell it on your breath as you're swinging. Yeah. Anyway, I would like to retract that. The golf course hot dog, one of the worst hot dogs you can eat. Although golf courses are kind of like airports in the sense that time doesn't exist. Exactly. Like it'll be 8.30 and you're cracking beers out there. I bet you that's us tomorrow morning. Like I can't remember. I don't even drink a beer at 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning when I'm camping. Like I usually wait until about one in the afternoon before I'll have one of those. But on a golf course, yeah, I'll probably crack one early tomorrow. It just feels right. Yeah. And yeah, so that's what makes golf a really fun sport. Yeah, because friendships are formed as well. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. They're trapped in your phone forever. You know who doesn't care if you eat a hot dog and then go see them? Lube City. They probably encourage it. Yeah. Uh, Lube City, they got 27 Alberta locations. You need an oil change in your vehicle? Go see Lube City. You can find one near you right now at lubecity.ca. I feel like we've talked a great deal of late about hot dogs. Yeah. Is it the greatest food of all time? It might be. I think it's just the it's the way it's served. You know, you, you can you can one hand this thing. Yeah. You could eat it behind the wheel. There is some risk. Yeah, like high risk, high reward. Yeah, the tr- so true. That's a hot dog. And high sodium. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I often wonder, like, what would I do if the wheels fell off of the radio slash podcast train and I had to suddenly regroup and start anew somewhere else? And one of the things I've always enjoyed real estate, looking at new houses, searching for houses, seems like fun. But now in the age of security cameras and, I don't know, people protecting their homes, you got to be careful. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's on the internet, where your Uncle Ron gets way too political. Bryce had the story at 8 o'clock. This realtor, in case you weren't here, busted on... He was showing a house, busted on camera inside the house, going to the fridge, pulling the milk out, having a huge swig of milk out of the jug and then putting it back in the fridge. Yeah, homeowners came back, saw that on some security footage they have in their house and went, (gasps) Gross! And so uh, the guy... Lost his clients, obviously, uh-huh. and uh, just got fined twenty thousand dollars for Wait. conduct unbecoming. <laughs> fined by uh, the Realtors Association, I would imagine. Imagine having to go home and explain to your wife that you had to cancel your summer vacation plans because you just got a twenty thousand dollar fine for, for drinking, drinking milk, milk out of a jug of a stranger's house. Somebody texted and said, because we were wondering, why is the fine got to be so stiff? And this makes sense. Um, My realtor has told me that realtors are self-regulated. So if they don't care of this stuff in very serious ways, the government will step in and set up a regulatory board. 
Remember the story from Vancouver a few years ago about the realtor who stole fruit off a client's tree? No. Uh, I just Googled it. The story popped up immediately. Yeah, it was some uh, realtor showing a house in Vancouver. You can see him out in the backyard pulling a pear off a tree, enjoying the pear. And then he goes to his car and he grabs a couple of plastic bags and he takes all the pears off the tree. (laughs) Like, I understand the need to make sure, you know, they're not just taking what they want from people's houses. I get it. Oh, yeah. But $20,000 for taking a swig of milk. It's like, that seems a bit... You could do a $500 fine and I would get the message. But does that send a message? I don't know. 500 bucks to have a glass of water instead? 20,000 seems like a lot. Maybe it could have been seven or eight grand. I don't know. <laughs> 20 grand. So he could keep his boat. It seems like they spun a wheel and landed on $20,000. Oh, this is going to sting sting 20 grand. Ooh, I guess they did make an example out of him. Yeah. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I you Your response to this is the exact opposite of what I thought. Somebody said, I hope that homeowner feels like S for causing a $20,000 fine. Somebody else says, I think those homeowners were jerks. They cost this guy's job and 20 grand. They could have looked the other way. Another person says, realtors don't make as much money as everyone thinks. A $20,000 fine has probably ruined this guy. Thumbs down and boo to the homeowners. I w- a $20,000 fine, yeah, that's steep. That is a lot of money. It probably didn't need to be quite that high. But also, you know, you hand your realtor the keys to your home and he or she invites strangers in and they're responsible for making sure they treat your home and your belongings with respect. But he or she doesn't have to. Now, I guarantee that any one of us, if we saw a video of our realtor eating or drinking from our fridge, reading our mail, looking in a dresser drawer, we'd probably mention it and you wouldn't turn a blind eye. You know, this is how realtors police themselves in order to protect you. And again, 20 grand, that's way too much money. Oh yes, this is the Garner Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Wow! I would agree that $20,000 is excessive. I think it's a bit steep. Yeah. I mean, I think... a. $1,000 $1,000 fine would have sent a pretty clear message that uh, bring your own water bottle next time. Yeah, but like you said, I'd never thought about that angle where now you have to go home <laughs> and <laughs> tell your significant other, by the way, uh, we need to sell the boat because I got caught drinking milk out of a client's fridge. That'd be a tough one. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to Paris this year. No. We are going to uh, Red Deer instead. Yeah, but uh, hey, the good news, my calcium. Huh, look at my posture. Hang on a second, hi. Good morning, Sonic. My ears were burning when I uh, turned on the radio heading to a market evaluation. It's Janine from Remax. Janine, now the realtor in BC, a $20,000 fine for drinking milk out of his client's fridge. Yeah, it is but of course, our, our the public and our clients do trust us and hold us, you know, accountable for our actions. We actually, it's free, you know what? It's the first time I ever had to be fingerprinted, and I worked for the federal government beforehand, so it's kind of kind of a funny thing. Um, there's actually something else in BC where someone came and took, like the realtor came and took all the apples off of a tree. Yeah, I'm not sure actually, what they're doing out there, but it's <laughs> it was uh, yeah, he picked up all the pears off their tree. Yes, exactly. I remember that a couple of years ago. But 
it's so funny because with cameras, like there's doorbell cameras, people quite often have like nanny cams or cameras in their house, especially for um, when they're selling to keep an eye on the place. But so I always assume I'm on film in a house and I tell my clients, don't say anything that, you know, the seller might use to their ability. Like let's say you're a buyer and you're like, oh my God, I love it. But you want a little bit of a discount to cover some repairs. Like you got to be careful what you say and just assume you're always being recorded, really even public. $20,000 fine for the milk guy. That I know they have to send a message, but do you think that's too high or is it the, is it the right amount? You know what? The fines can be quite excessive in our industry. Um, it is to keep us in line and we are self-governed. So it is high, but really he shouldn't have done it. You know, it's, it was not, it was not something cool. And now it puts us in a bad light because of course it's gone national and, and maybe beyond. So I just hate, I just hate to see that because a lot of us work extremely hard and uphold the reputation of realtors and people like that just ruin it for everybody. Yeah. Okay. Janine, everybody from Remax. Um, I am so aware of security cameras, especially, you know, the, uh, the ring doorbell cams? Yes. Because they also record your conversation while you're standing there waiting for your best friend to answer their door. And you're like, ooh, I hate the color they chose for their front door. Or, ooh, I hope she doesn't serve that gross salad with the nuts in it again. Ugh, oh, they, my they God. They can hear that. So <laughs> I don't even think of the audio component. Oh, no. Be aware. Oh, my God. What have I said? Oh. Oh, my that's true. The other thing that drives me bonkers too is that um, <clears throat> when you go, when I'm with somebody, and I won't say who, but you order your Starbucks drink at the drive-thru and then you go to pull ahead, but before you can even put your window up, the person is like, oh, how can that person be so cheerful? Or is that person deaf? I had to tell them like three times. You know, they can still hear you. Some of them have cameras. Uh-huh. And they can see you roll your eyes. And they can see what you're doing. And once I learned that, I am so aware of what I do and say oh my God. in a drive-thru. I'm hardcore 10 and 2. I just stare straight ahead and I talk straight ahead. I don't look at the box. I don't roll my... I wear sunglasses so they. if I do accidentally roll my eyes, they can't see it. I even, when Ooh. I had the rental car for a couple weeks, part of me in the back of my head is like, what if this thing is bugged? Oh, Watch yeah. what you say, old boy. Yeah. Well, my um, remember when my truck got broken into, and by broken into, it got left unlocked one night, and they stole my uh, my dash cam. Oh yeah. It records audio inside the vehicle while I'm driving, and I talk to myself all the time, and that's all I could think about is, oh my god, somebody's gonna find this, they're gonna listen to me talking to myself. They'll be like, why does this guy, why is he so full of self-loathing? <laughs> why is he so angry? Why does he have such low self-esteem? Why is he so sad? So anyway, uh, the takeaway here, everywhere you go, you are on camera. Yeah, that's a pretty good thing to just assume, especially if you're in the real estate business. Ooh. Oh my God. But that's a good thing to know. Like if you're trying to sell your house uh, or you're looking to buy a house, yeah, tight lips. Because you don't want to be talk, you don't want to be too enthusiastic. You don't want to talk about your bottom line because you're giving it away. Chances are they're recording you. <sighs> oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh yeah, the strategy that yep. they're going to overhear. Uh -huh. Oh my god, the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about the guy fishing for uh, coins in the fountain. Uh, Just saw that video too. Uh, where did this pop up? 
it was somewhere on Twitter. It was just a video of a guy at West Edmonton Mall. Just no shame whatsoever. Just had a magnet fishing in one of the fountains. For coins. <laughs> looking for coins. <laughs> oh, boy. Ooh, I thought that was sort of... Isn't that like charity money? Where does the money that people throw in fountains go? I honestly have no clue. Where... Somebody at West Edmonton Mall. Like I, I feel like that. That's for charity. It must it? be like the way hats go on the ice for a hat yeah. trick. They get donated after the game. Like <laughs> I assume the same goes for fountain money. Like if you went to the mall with your friend, and all of a sudden he unspools a magnet on the end of a string and starts fishing for coins, do you stand beside him or do you put some distance between you and him? I create a large gap. Yeah, me too. A lot of casual, confused guys. Suddenly, I'm looking in the Hallmark store. Yeah, you know? so it's like I gotta go. Oh yeah, look at these cards. Oh yeah. What would you do in that case? I think I would have to say something. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Somebody said a guy I went to school with once tried to get some coins from one of the fountains for bus fare. He laid on his stomach to get what change he needed. Then he got greedy and tried to go for a couple of loonies. Security ended up talking to him. A fountain in a mall with change in it, it's not to be treated like the uh, need a penny, take a penny dish. I think that that money is... I think it's given to charities, if I'm not mistaken. I would assume so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a hard look to pull up. It's a bold confidence mm-hmm. I almost, in some ways, kind of envy. Like, I can't imagine that I would just be like, oh, yeah, and just reach on in. Sometimes you look at people like that, and they're just the heightened levels of not giving an F, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you just wish you possessed like maybe 10 or 15 percent of that confidence yeah yeah like in some ways you have to admire it but in other ways <laughs> uh, didn't we have somebody on once too like you can i don't know if you buy specific fishing magnets but didn't we when we were talking about minutes of fun on this show things that you thought oh my god this can be a new pastime didn't somebody say they bought some magnets and they would just stand on a bridge and see what they could pull out of the water i watched this something videos. from it's for real then It's a thing people do, yeah. Like, what are they finding? I mean, there are places in Europe where they do it, and they're finding, like, old World War I stuff in there. Oh, okay. You know, then they find shopping carts, guns. Every now and again, you'll see one where they find, like, a body. Ew. They pull it up by the belt or something. Gross. Like, Like, what kind of weight can you pull out of a river with a magnet? Oh, they get some big, heavy-duty magnets. Oh, they must be serious magnets. Oh, yeah. They throw them and just, yeah... Magnet fishing through a river. Hmm. You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. I said something like, I don't think you're supposed to use the change, the coins in a fountain in a mall as your need a penny, take a penny dish. And then Jen said, getting change from stores and Garner's reference to take a penny, leave a penny is really aging you this morning. There's probably people listening who have no idea what take a penny leave a, leave a penny tray is that's not that long ago is it i just looked it up it was it's actually been 10 years yeah people know what that is they but, might not see them anymore yes but I you agree. would know what that is yeah it hasn't been that long it hasn't been 50 years since the penny existed uh, i'm surprised it's been a decade i didn't even think it was that long i got this text too good morning peeps northwest scuba diving had a group of volunteers dive down and collect the coins around the Santa Maria in West Edmonton Mall. That's the pirate ship. I was lucky to join. We collected several 20-liter pails of coins. Wow. The 20-liter pail, that's the Home Depot pail. That'd be heavy. 
It'd be hard to pull out from the bottom of that pool. It'd be one of those things too. You're like, I got this. I'll carry these. And then you'd have to go, uh, can somebody help me with this? It'd, it'd be so shameful. It'd be way heavier than you think. I've That's been impressive. Moving, well, I've been moving rocks around in my yard in those 20 liter pails. I had to move, get some trees cut down. So I had to move the rocks and I wait till there's nobody home to watch me drag it across my back lawn. <laughs> Uh, we were discussing, you know, the things you used to do when times were tough. Maybe times are tough for you right now. You got to get creative. Maybe you need four liters of gasoline to get to and from work today. You know, how are you going to come up with the six dollars for four liters of gas? Do you have some coins you can roll? Uh, somebody else. Oh, I can't find it now. Oh, somebody said there was a time that a certain bank would shut down and say, this is a long time ago, so don't get the idea that you can go do this. There was a time when a certain bank would shut down its ATMs for maintenance at 2 o'clock on Sunday night. If you showed up then, you could withdraw $20 bills. Didn't matter what your bank balance was. Trust me, mine wasn't over $20. Jeez, what a hack that was. Yeah, but can't they tell who came and helped themselves to a bunch of $20 bills when there were no 20s in your bank account? I would think back in the 80s or whenever when this happened, yeah. probably not so much. You don't think they'd be able to go, oh, that card belongs to so-and-so. Let's go get our money back. I, I don't know. I wonder what level of tracking they had back then. Hmm. If I had known, if I, times were lean and that was a hack that I caught wind of, I would have used and abused that like no one's business. You would have set an alarm for 2 a.m.? Yeah, I yeah. would have been out there. <laughs> it's the Gunner Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. How did you get by? Like, you had to get creative at times. Some of these, I question the legality of what you were up to, but hey, you were desperate. Somebody said, in my much younger and leaner days, if I needed a few dollars to make it to next payday, I would write myself a check, deposit it into the ATM, which would automatically go to my account, and then withdraw that amount, sending my account into ever-spiraling overdraft. Uh, remember checks. Somebody else said, my friend's dad owned several apartment buildings. We used to, late on Friday nights, borrow his apartment keys and go to the coin laundry and empty out all the money from the washer and dryer so we could buy booze. Ooh. Juicy. This one, I don't know if I quite understand this. It says, some gas stations, there's still a residual flow of fuel after your pump stops. I measured it once. I got 477 milliliters. Well, that's like half a liter. Uh, the attendant got mad at me. I still do it every time. Also, plenty of treasures can be found by dumpster diving. I used to dive in university. What was the best thing you ever found dumpster diving? I'd like to hear about that. And also, the fuel pump thing. You said there's residual fuel left in the, the hose after it stops. Like, are you talking about you pull up at a gas station and you just go to every pump and you squeeze out what's left in the hoses? Is that how that works? Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.